0: everyone. You know the drill. It's time for our usual weekly episode. Um, Let's start with a few news stories before we get into the review. Um, We've got David Leitch eyeing to direct Universal Pictures Kung Fu, a feature adaptation of the classic 70s TV show, and this will star Donnie Yen. Um, This is awesome. If you know me, you know the way I watch movies is I go through And I choose a director or I choose an actor and I go through almost their entire career. And as we speak right now, I'm currently on Donnie Yen. He's one of my favorite actors. I just watched um, Red Dragon, which was the 2000, I think it was 10 Peter Chan movie. And he's great. Just great actor, great action star. One of the coolest, best martial artists to ever grace the screens. So Obviously, I will watch anything he's in. He's amazing. Um, I'm not familiar with the original Kung Fu TV series, so I can't speak on that. But, I mean, the name Kung Fu, if it is about that, then it's right up my alley because I'm big into Asian cinema, martial arts cinema, all that stuff. Um, What else? David Leach. This is really interesting because... I don't know if he's doing this or not, because our next news story is also David Leach. Um, he is in talks to direct the new Jurassic World movie, which is dated for 2025. And I mean, in general on David Leach, I like him. I don't love him. I liked Bullet Train. I didn't love it. So I'm kind of indifferent on him as a director. But I'm very curious to see which one of these projects he's actually going to do, or is it both? Because they both were announced with him attached or in talks in, you know, a very short time period from each other. Um, I guess this is good news for the fall guy, though. If he's getting hired, snatched up for these other things, hopefully the studios have confidence. Hopefully that movie is good. I don't love the trailer, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, In terms of just the potential of Jurassic World, can we just lay this franchise to rest? I mean... It is ironic that the original is about humanity exploiting and going too far and milking the same thing. And of course, that's what we're doing to the sequels to this franchise. So I don't know. I'm not excited for another one, but I'll be there and I'll watch it and I'll review it. Next up, uh, Brad Pitt has joined The Movie Critic, which is Quentin Tarantino's final film, supposedly, and he is possibly playing the lead character, but I don't think that's been confirmed Not much to say about this one. I'm very excited. Big Tarantino fan. Um, Brad Pitt and his collaborations with Tarantino have been really great. So I'm excited to see um, what role he plays. And I'm very excited to see the rest of the cast because one of the most fun parts of Tarantino movies are the ensemble casts and seeing who returns and who's new. And uh, that's always really fun. Speaking of casts, we also got the new Paul Thomas Anderson cast for his new movie. It's Leonardo DiCaprio, Sean Penn, Regina Hall, Alana Haim, and Tayana Taylor. And this is really cool. I mean, first of all, a new PTA. Awesome. Um, I heard, or they said that this is going to be like his most commercial movie. I have no idea what that's going to look like, what that's going to be like, but I'm very excited to see. And then DiCaprio, Obviously one of my favorite actors, he's incredible. Um, Sean Penn is great. Regina Hall criminally underrated. so I'm happy to see her get this spotlight. Alana Haim was fantastic in licorice pizza. And then Teyana Taylor gave one of the best performances of 2023 in 1001 and um, that movie was really underrecognized and she was underrecognized. So I'm glad to see her you know getting new roles. Hopefully she gets more recognition. And that's pretty much all the news for this week So with that And with our special guest, Chris Who's going to be joining me Let's get into the featured review for this week Argyle
1: Who are these people?
0: Real life spies
1: I'm a writer Why would they care about me?
0: Because you're a fortune teller, Ellie What you wrote in your Argyle series turned out to be real now actual spies are after you. It's time to meet the real Agent Archive. Oh my god. I'm here with Chris, who we saw this one together, which I think greatly affected my opinion of it. We'll talk about that. Um, first of all, Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Happy to be on here again. Glad to have you back. Um, I guess, should we just start with overall thoughts? And do you want to start us off? Sure.
1: Um, So my overall thoughts were, I really liked the movie. I thought it was super entertaining. There were a lot of cool action scenes for sure. Um, Yeah, the plot was a bit confusing. I think they could have done a lot better job explaining a lot of aspects of the plot, which we'll also go over later. But yeah, overall, super entertaining. Um, Fun movie to watch with your friends. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree that definitely, like I said earlier, seeing it with you hugely increased uh, my enjoyment of it because we were just cracking up at some of the ridiculousness. Um, So I did like it. I had a good time. I enjoyed it despite not thinking... I don't think it's a great movie. I don't think it's very well-made or particularly well-written or well-plotted. But I had a good time and I enjoyed it. I will say also I wanted to mention that Matthew Vaughn, this director, he did X-Men First Class, which is the only one of his movies I've seen. But um, he did this whole other franchise called The Kingsman Franchise, which is another similar kind of spy franchise with a touch of like goofiness. Having not seen that may have helped my enjoyment of this movie because I'm not familiar with what he usually does. So this was all kind of brand new to me. Whereas some people I've seen on the internet are like, this is not nearly as good as those Kingsman movies. And I just don't have those to compare it to. So we're going to try our best to recap this movie. Um, It's a difficult movie to recap, but let's see, hopefully you kind of get what we're saying. Um, So it starts with kind of the spy chase with Henry Cavill and Dua Lipa, which he's like driving on buildings. That turns out of course, to be the book that Ellie Conway is writing. She's at a, um, at a convention or something at a reading. Um, She's kind of lonely. She gets on, she has a whole train sequence where she meets this guy who says to be, or who claims to be a real life spy. There's a big action scene there with ends with them like parachute jumping off. And um, he kind of introduces her to this whole new world.
1: And then after that, she, well, they figure out that they think that what she's writing is predicting the future because she's writing the last chapter to one of her novels, which is not yet public. Um, but things that she things that she was writing about by herself happen to be coming true, so that convinces her that she can kind of write the future. So they go to London to write the next chapter, um, and they're sitting in a park on a park bench. Uh, the bad guys are like spying on them, trying to read their lips to see what she's writing, um, and then. After a while, they catch a lead and they follow that lead to an apartment. And the apartment is completely empty. They're looking for clues. Um, And then the whole gang just like pulls up in black vans (laughs) and just like invades the place where it seems like endless mobs of terrorists are just like going through the hallways with like guns. They look like a whole like FBI SWAT team or something. And fails
0: to stop the heads. Oh
1: yeah. So wait, what was what was the spy's name again? The real life spy? Um
0: I forget I don't even know. I don't know. Sam Rockwell is the actor. (laughs) Okay,
1: so Sam basically takes them all out, like solos them all, and you got this whole group dead on the or like almost dead on the floor, and he tells her to stomp their heads off, and she like just cannot bring herself to do it, and it's like the funniest scene ever. Um, anyways, a second mob comes, so they go to the roof of the building, and they jump off the roof onto a soft surface, and they run away. Eventually, after that, the next, so some stuff happens in between, but the next big scene is when Ellie Conway basically ditches her partner and meets up with her parents at a suite, but her parents turn out to be, like, the head of like, the opposing spy organization and are actually not her biological parents at all. And I remember this is actually one of the funniest scenes when... We were dying. We were dying during this
0: scene.
1: <laughs> when you got... So, it was her dad pointing a gun to her partner's head, and then her mom is standing behind <laughs> her, and she's, like, standing protectively in front of her mom, and then her mom just pulls out a gun and just points it at her head. <laughs> so it's, like, the parents... The parents draw the guns, and it's just like a crazy twist in the movie. They escape that. We think yeah. that the mom dies, but she doesn't. She comes back, so yeah.
0: Yeah, and then and then there's the whole France thing where we meet Samuel L. Jackson, who reveals kind of the big twist that she um, was a spy. All her stories were her own life stories, and then she like jumped out of a building. She shot this hacker. That whole thing was still kind of confusing. She got amnesia. Her parents like brainwashed her, hypnotized her into living this fake life in order to get her to write the books, to get the information they need. We go to the middle East. Um, We meet the, I believe she was called the keeper. They get the master file, whatever they need to do. And then we get to the final act.
1: And in the final act, they are captured on a humongous ship. Like, the size of an aircraft carrier probably it was just huge and so i think the parents her not parents convinced her that she was their top agent before who was like a mole she so they capture her partner she pretends to switch sides and helps the bad guys interrogate them and she shoots her partner in the chest I mean, okay, as the viewer, like, we know he's gonna come back, right? But in real life, he would totally be dead. But it turns yeah. out the bullet went through... Do you remember what it was called? That, Something cavity. Yeah, it was, like, some weird airway, like, as part of the heart, but the bullet would just go through? I don't know. It didn't make any sense. But... So she shoots him in the exact place where he would survive. So he survives. They join in an artillery room. And at this point, right, her not-parents... Know that she's turned. They sound the alert. All of the troops are coming in, right? They're lining the hallways, kind of like, kind of like that scene in the first Star Wars movie, where like all the rebels are lining up in the hallways, and like Darth Vader just comes out. But, yeah. <laughs> but in this, they have like colored smoke bombs and streamers, and they like just shoot everybody. While dance, while slow dancing, and like they do all these crazy moves. I mean, you just you just gotta watch the scene to understand what I'm saying. But it was just one of the most surprising, weird scenes that I've ever seen.
0: And the smoke um, is making hearts
1: around yeah, them too. The smoke was making hearts. You got the the music, um, like the camera angles. It was just crazy. Um, and then eventually they skip downstairs, where. The bad guys send their top officials to go get them. And it turns out that there are oil tanks that get punctured. So the floor is covered in oil. Obviously, they can't use guns because like a single spark makes everything go up in flames. And she grabs two knives, like sticks them through her shoes to make ice skates. And she basically like figure skates through the gang of people, like stabbing everybody. And then she takes a guy's machine gun and does like a twirly thing I don't even know how to describe it she like twirls in a circle close to the ground just like shooting just like lighting it up somehow nothing catches fire and she just kills everyone they get to the top of the boat right where they're going to now send the master file to Samuel Jackson um, and then in this scene her kind of mom pulls out a snow globe
0: oh, not that. it was the music box
1: yeah that makes music and she started repeating words just like winter soldiers transition and suddenly she like turns evil again and like starts attacking her partner yeah they end up sending the file and then they jump off the boat and like right after they jump off the boat like the entire thing just explodes
0: and, and what's her name saves them oh yeah she was the fan <laughs> that sent the thing that yeah one
1: of her, her real life book character who died in the book like ended up saving them off the ship
0: it's uh, it's crazy. And then we go to the final book reading and she's, she's written this all up and it's her final book. And then the ending is the guy, Henry Cavill, stands up and he's the character from her book, but with a different accent and hairstyle. And he asks her something and I have no idea what that means or what that was supposed to be. But that's, I guess, some sort of tease for the future. Who knows if that future will even happen considering this movie's bombing at the box office but and then there's a post-credit scene where there's a guy like in a bar and the bar is called Kingsman so he's trying to like I guess this director is like connecting this to his other movies I have no idea how that's going to work and I don't even remember what happens with this guy I already forgot the post-credit scene he like orders something or there was
1: a different guy who ordered something and there was a
0: Box with a gun in it. Oh, that's right. But I don't, I don't know. know what that meant at all. <laughs> yeah, me neither. And that's kinda that describes a lot of the movie. I guess. Chris, what did you think of this plot? All this.
1: I thought okay, the plot definitely they tried to like incorporate as many places like as they could. They have London, France, they had a place in the Middle East, and then they have this giant ship. It jumped around everywhere, right? And I don't even know yeah. what what place was she supposedly living
0: in—Colorado uh, or something. But she was like yeah. in a house on a giant lake with like the beautiful mountains, and yeah. it was all green screen too, which is another issue. But
1: so yeah, like if you asked me, like, so where does the movie take place? Like, there would not be a clear answer at all. Um, mm-hmm. There were a lot of plot twists um that they definitely could have explained better i think thinking about the movie more afterwards i guess it kind of makes sense but yeah they could have explained it better so the the plot itself overall was like really confusing but it was action-packed and it was definitely fun to watch
0: yeah i i agree i think overall like i mean it's completely ridiculous and it's the writing it, it feels very constructed to just pack in as many twists as possible um It was convoluted. It was confusing. I mean, even like the ways reality and fiction blended. I mean, that's why I say it's not a good movie. Like, I think it's just dumb. But then there's a part of me who just loved the dumbness. And the dumber this movie got, the more I enjoyed it. And the scenes, like the action was fantastic. Like you said, skating on oil, the whole like smoke and dancing and shooting. All that stuff for me really carried the movie because... As much as everything in between those scenes didn't work for me, those scenes were so good. I was just cackling and it was just so enjoyable. Supposedly,
1: the writer was able to write a story that would come true. And I think someone described it as like a real life fortune teller. And even though though that doesn't end up to be true, she's actually just accounting for like... Her subconscious memories that happened in the past before the accident—it didn't make sense that when they were in the park, they like barely tried to write the next chapter, and then they kind of followed this crazy lead, and they just she just never got around to writing the book. And so, if they really thought that she was a fortune teller, like it doesn't make that much sense that she would barely try to actually write the book. And
0: yeah, also she wouldn't was weird.
1: She, I mean, if I'm in her situation and I'm like, oh, I'm a fortune teller, like, great, I'm gonna write that I solve the mystery in one second and I just everything happy, happy ending. So she was trying to like uncover this mystery, but then she was like simultaneously making it at the same time, and it it was yeah. really confusing.
0: Yeah, and then also like all the actual spy stuff of what the organizations wanted. What was on that master file? Like, what was the goal? What were the motivations? There wasn't really any development of that besides, like, this thing is important and we need it. It all just felt like construction to lead to those big scenes. Um, And those big scenes were amazing, but the rest of it just doesn't make much sense. Yeah,
1: like, they didn't explain what the two organizations were even fighting over, like what each one was trying to do and why the bad one was bad um and then another part was she has a conversation with the what is it the keeper in yeah. in the middle east where she gets the master file and there's like that one scene they're sitting across the table she's still like really nervous she doesn't know what to say right she's still like the same the writer who like doesn't want to get involved in the spy business she looks in the mirror she sees her book character and, like, something happens in that moment. It happened way too fast. But then she looks back, and all of a sudden, for the rest of the movie, she's like a completely different character. Like, yeah. suddenly she just remembers how to do everything that she could do before. She talks completely different. She's, she's a confident, kind of like overconfident sometimes. But she was literally a different person in like the last 30% of the movie. They didn't explain, like, how how she suddenly just remembered everything just like that. Like, that transition happened way too fast. So, I mean, it was still really funny to watch, but it didn't make much sense how she just became a different person, like, almost instantly.
0: On a, like, character development level, none of that works or makes sense. And I guess, like, all the time she's talking to her character, they're trying there to give her an arc, Where that's like the big moment, but it doesn't work at all, and it completely falls flat. Um, Yeah, and then the ending, like that character being a real person, and then whatever that post-credit scene, like I've I don't know what any of that was supposed to mean. I thought it just didn't make sense. Um,
1: Yeah, because wasn't she she was supposed to be like the real life art Argyle, right? But then all of a sudden we just see like the literal argyle in front of her so like what (laughs) what does that mean
0: yeah another issue i had with this movie was like tonally i couldn't tell because the very beginning establishes itself when we're inside her book it's going to be very goofy and cartoonish and then we go to the real world and it's a little more serious because this is the real world but then pretty soon the real world is just as cartoonish as the book and the movie is kind of trying to tell a spy story a genuine spy story about these two but then it's also just completely cartoony and i don't know i just felt like there was a clash in tones there that didn't fully work the performances overall i thought were pretty good i think bryce dallas howard as the main character and then sam rockwell um both were very good and i think they're good together i think their banter kind of the buddy cop thing they had going really worked um
1: yeah, like you said, it the real world stuff kind of spiraled out of control to the point where like the ending seemed even more goofy than like when we were in the story.
0: Yeah, I will say also visually, I think this was probably a COVID shoot or something because like 90% of this thing to me looked like green screen CGI. And I thought this movie was a pretty ugly looking movie. Besides for I think that shootout with all the smoke was a really good-looking sequence. Do we want to do, like, favorite scenes or ratings or... The oil scene, just because
1: of how, like, ridiculous it was and how unique it was, like, I'm just, I'm sitting there and I just see this woman ice skating on oil, stabbing people, and then grabbing a machine gun and, like, full twirling around 360, just, like, I don't know, just shooting everyone and, like, it just made zero sense but it was just so funny to watch
0: i agree for me my favorite scenes they don't really make any sense and they don't really work i don't know this movie narratively doesn't really work in a lot of ways but just watching those crazy scenes the shootout and then the ice skating and then when her parents are revealed as uh as spies like that stuff was just so ridiculous i couldn't help but just crack up and uh, that was where the film was most enjoyable for me. I do think this was a little too long. This could have been, it was a good two hours, 20 minutes. This could have been, I don't know what they would have cut out, but this was a long movie and I don't think it needed to be that long. Do you have a rating for this movie?
1: Um, It was pretty entertaining, but it wasn't a great movie. Like, it's not something I would need to rewatch. It's definitely something like, you watch it one time, you get a good laugh, all the twists, you know, and then like this, you know, you can kind of chuckle about it afterwards. So I'll give it like a either a 5.5 5 or a 6.
0: For me, like as a movie, it's like a probably a 5. But just those couple scenes I talked about just on their own are 10s. I just love those scenes for how just stupidly ridiculous they were. And uh, that about wraps up our thoughts on Argyle. Um not a great movie, but we both enjoyed parts of it. Um, what do you think of this movie? Do you agree with us? Disagree with us? Let us know in the comments if you're on YouTube or the voicemail or the forum. Both those links are in the description on other platforms. And um, thank you so much for listening and have a good day.